Second Bananas is recorded on unceded Indigenous land belonging to the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Unceded means that this land was never surrendered, relinquished, or handed over in any way. We support the various strategies that Indigenous peoples use to protect their land and their communities, and we commit to working in solidarity with them. We acknowledge that as people living and working on these lands, we are accountable to those who have cared for this land since time immemorial. It is our intention to continue learning how to honor this responsibility. Listeners, you can't see, but I'm wearing a tank top. And looking jacked. And it is fantastic. Yep. Jacked as hell. Oh, (laughs) I've got the jacked filter going on. (laughs) It's a good filter on its own. It's just all bulge over there. How does that work? (laughs) Mm. What do you mean Uh, by that? Muscles. I meant it in the muscly way, Joe. Muscles on muscles. I don't mind. Did you want me to mean something else? Yeah, whatever, man. I'd like to have bulges everywhere. Um, okay. I mean, <laughs> I think I'm going to regret a little that. bit more about you. <laughs> Wes, I want you to just come in That's on okay. that. Everything <laughs> before this, cut it out. I uh, just come bulges right in on me everywhere. saying I want to. Ha- I want there to be bulges everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to be connected to me necessarily, as long as they're just around oh, me and, ear <laughs> and around me. I'm going for proximity yeah. here. <laughs> I want to know. That when the hankering hits, I have options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. So, so bulges everywhere for me. That's the it's guy. good to have options. Yeah. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Second Bananas, the podcast about history's greatest Garfunkels, the clout behind the clout you didn't know about, where we uh, dig into the minds, the people, the times, the things uh, standing in someone else's much larger shadow. Uh, I'm Joe. Hello, I'm Wes. And I'm Craig. And uh, we're coming back with another episode for you, recording two in this month uh, of July 2022. Uh, They'll probably come out in August and September, respectively. Give us a bit of a buffer again. Um, But we're uh, we're happy to be doing this. And uh, today I'm going to let Wes take it away because he brought us a little episode or unless do we want to do do more banter do we want to do some more banter before we get into it or do you want to just get into it uh we could probably work in some banter into the into the actual episode all right i'm sure as it's not my episode so i'm gonna digress yeah and sorry i i sent you guys this this outline very late so um you probably didn't have a whole lot of time to go over what's included what i do want to paste into the chat is this link oh my god a a link video which I will reference, which has some good, it has some good um, reenactments. And it also has um, some good figures that I might like to reference. So that's just a little video about uh, who we're talking about today. Um, The person kind of people that I'd like to talk to about today is um, uh, the Lilienthal, yes. Your video says Lilienthal, yeah. And that is it, yes. But I think yeah. I probably misspelled it in one West, of these stuff with somewhere. the typos. But it's it okay. is it is Lilienthal. That is what it uh, it says on the the Wikipedia page. And they are uh, I want to posit the um, they should be the ones actually getting most of the credit for being kind of the fathers of flight um, 
not the Wright brothers, uh, which gets not those lots of credit. glory hogs, the Wright brothers, those yeah. English, the American maniacs, American, right? American, yeah, American. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they the were, right, they, the Wright brothers dudes. did. Yeah. They did start out with bicycles, um, as we'll get into, really? but, um, uh, yeah, the Wright brothers did do a lot in their, in their own right. Um, <laughs> but, um, I would say that they based a lot of their work on, um, on the Lilienthal brothers, namely Otto, uh, Lilienthal who did, um, Kind of did a lot of the work. Um, his brother Gustav did um, kind of a lot of the building, but it was it was namely Otto that did uh, most of the designing and coming the up brain with the brain power. Yeah, he was oh, the yeah. brains. That sounds, like, that sounds like a good combo. Yeah, yeah. brains and, and brawn. And this is kind of one of those one of those things where it's it's strange that that they're not mentioned more, um, kind of in the history of aviation. Uh, because it, it did seem like the Wright brothers based a lot of their work on it. And it wasn't even like the Wright brothers were trying to hide it. It's not like they tried to make it seem like they were uh, like doing all this work themselves or, or like coming up with all these designs themselves. They made it um, kind of very apparent that like these we're, we're inspired by what uh, these people before us did and we're, and we're building off of that. Uh, so yeah, kind of just want to want to shine a light on, on these dudes. Cause uh, yeah, they, they did a lot. Have you guys been on a plane recently at all? I know there hasn't been too much flying going on lately. Uh, yeah, I went on a plane. Yeah, like a year ago in the next couple of days, actually, I flew to Calgary and back. Oh, that's, the, you, that's the latest, though. Was it enjoyable? Was, Did you have an enjoyable in-flight experience? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, like, I, I am a weird guy who, like, I enjoy airports and airplanes. Like, I know mm -hmm. a lot of people hate traveling in airports but i enjoy it i like i i like i like when i have a, a layover or a delay and i get to sit in the airport and watch the human sea and uh just like chill oh, yeah. it's also i think like i think part of it is because like when i travel i don't feel the pressure to like do something i can just like relax uh, that's kind of why like, i like it too yeah me too yeah i bring like a book uh definitely because i know that i'm gonna end up defaulting to reading and maybe doing some sleeping and stuff and mm -hmm. all these things that I never make time for. I mean, I do make time for both of those things in my normal <laughs> life, but it just doesn't, it's not like the first priority. And yeah. at a certain point or at a number of junctures in a flight process through the airport, getting here, there, whatever, and the flight itself, you get opportunities where you're just like there. <laughs> you just have to kill time, right? Yeah. Those Perfect. like four hour tarmac delays yeah i mean i can see how it would probably get a little bit tedious but i'm i feel the same way joe and i find that it's refreshing i feel very fortunate to have been able to go the places that i've gone and to have fucking burnt up as much fucking dinosaur bone getting there as i have yeah I take that dinosaurs <laughs> definitely did thought your bones would live on forever no we yeah. burned them that's right <laughs> i sometimes wonder if like the 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 really early kind of aeronautics uh people uh like we're going to discuss if they ever envisioned like what a future of air sure. flight could be like yeah. if they ever envisioned they... the like hundreds of people on airliners or if they always just thought it would be like oh we'll just have our little like ornithopters and we'll like be jetsons and if whatever. they ever envisioned someone using a drone to spy on his neighbors <laughs> right <laughs> you know <laughs> if they uh, ever envisioned I Sorry. think that was the impetus for the whole yeah, project. They were like, someday. We invent flights that we can invent creepy flight surveillance devices yeah. and creep out on people. We're going to take peeping Toms to a whole new level with this. 
Uh, and I'm sure that I mean, yeah, I'm sure they they probably had some devious plans in mind when they like kind of thought what maybe flight could be used for. Like I'm sure it was it was like even back in the Da Vinci days, they probably thought about using it as a as a weapon or a tool for war. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I'm sure Da Vinci was probably like had some some you know kings or whatever like kind of looking at those designs and saying like hmm yeah how can hmm. I put this into my army? Uh, but oh, yeah. um, you think people like Da Vinci got funding for stuff like that from people? Yeah, like, hey, yeah. Make, this, make this flight thing work, and I'll make it worth your while. I f- I feel uh, yeah I, feel, I forgot yeah. I forgot that Da Vinci was funded by Lockheed Martin. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy they go back that far, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the Duke, the Duke of Lougheed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, and and I, I guess that's where we should start. Like, yeah, because I, I believe that that might be the first touch point where, uh, like Leonardo da Vinci back in in the 15th century started drawing up designs for, um, kind of flying machines, uh, various versions of, you know, things that did use, like winged. Like he was very inspired by the natural world. So like insect wings or bird wings, he would kind of like use those um, kind of natural elements to to inspire his designs. And he actually did draw plans for for stuff like an ornithopter, which um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever like seen or like read adapts a human into like yeah. a bird a bird form. I yeah, think- like an ornithopter is more like a dragonfly, I think, kind of design with like beating wings, like mm-hmm. almost like like two pairs or more than of beating wings that would then kind of like get you enough lift to get off the ground. Uh, but are think- you are you using your arms to? beat the wings or are well, you using, you're using the machine? arms to beat in, off no. in his design in his design i think it might have been your legs your oh, legs okay. would pump it so there's a mechanism but like like a bicycle just, yes yes like, exactly yeah. Yeah. right okay have I you guys see, yeah. have powered. you guys seen hudson hawk the movie hudson no, hawk i feel this, not this recently. is not the first uh, time that this has been brought up it's, it's my podcast. favorite it's my favorite movie it's 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 an all-time great it's like it's honestly like i've i've yelled about this on twitter um it's like if you uh, if you if 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 you pitch the idea of Lupin the Third to an American produ- like a Hollywood producer, and then he just like snorted a bunch of coke and like told a screenwriter to write a script, it would basically be uh, Hudson Hawk, which is about um, J- Bruce Willis plays a jewel thief or like a a, a professional thief. Mm-hmm. Him and Danny Aiello are professional thieves that uh, rob. Uh, rob bank or rob like steal things to show tunes so they 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 sing like swing on a star and that's how they know the timing to do everything in there and then so they uh. get involved with this in this plot with like the mm-hmm. da vinci machine that turns lead to gold or whatever and uh it's an absolutely what? it's like a, it's like a live action cartoon it makes no sense but it's it's wonderful it somehow all comes together and the climax is them like flying an ornithopter across italy uh, yeah i do not so, remember that i must not yeah, have seen the whole movie it's, it's very great uh but oh, yeah man. Um, you have to check that out again some of those ornithopter designs i highly recommend it it's okay. uh you know i um, admire the gutsiness of like hopping on a machine and just being like let's let's fly let's, yeah. let's fly yeah. in this in this machine that's powered by it. me we can do it <laughs> exactly i'm gonna keep on going and doing this yeah i imagine you'd have to be pretty jacked some of those like yeah early some yeah. Of those early pictures of da vinci i thought he looks pretty pretty ripped 
<laughs> from all that ornithopter work. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. And he had all those extra arms and legs too. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe that's where he got confused he was like what everyone else can't pedal six pedals and, and work six levers at the same time i don't know what your problem is guys and that my friends is called the vitruvian advantage it's all there yeah yeah so da vinci really did kind of lay a a strong foundation for uh kind of aircraft back in the 15th century because um yeah he was just that big of a genius um but then moving from there about 300 years later uh, was he a genius or was he does he have a lot of good ideas you know this is this know. is the giant I mean, that everyone else that comes I'm, afterwards stands on the shoulders of. Oh, if da vinci yeah. code would have you believe anything. yeah actually that's a good great documentary <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> intensely accurate yeah yeah actually that's a really good way to put it uh hudson hawk is like Lupin the Third meets the Da Vinci Code. That's wow. that's exactly what wow. it is. Fantastic! It's, it's go. so good. <laughs> yeah, you tied that in a nice button uh, for us. Thank you. All right, yeah. All right, let's stop talking about my movie and we'll, let's uh, get back to the. It was a good yeah. record. No, I'm, yeah. I'm going to check it out. It's Everybody, totally worth one it. movie, Hudson one Hawk. movie at least per one movie recommendation yeah. at least per podcast. Yeah, if anything, just to see Bruce Willis with a semi full head of hair. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Right. No, I think he's no. bald in that. Is he bald? <laughs> Damn it's, it's shaved, right? It's shaved. So, oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But he does drink of- cappuccinos out of those um those those like Greek looking cups. You know the ones that are in every movie. Like they're in the Sopranos too, and it's like, you know what I'm talking about? They're like the blue cups with like the Greek Delph columns blue? and like, mm. yeah. Um, and he drinks. He he loves cappuccino. That's like his like his like character quirk is that he just loves a good cappuccino. Amazing. And Danny is like, I don't know why good. you drink these cappuccino things. It's like, aren't you Italian? <laughs> cappuccinos are, you are like Italian. Basically, Da Vinci. Because um, maybe I, I want to. I, I'd like to believe that Da Vinci invented the cappuccino, actually, or the cappuccino maker, at least. Yeah, except really? it was like six six rooms wide. Yeah, and it like made like a little bit, just enough steam to fill like one of those tiny espresso cups. Worth of steamed milk, yeah. It's got to be, yeah. There's probably a hidden, a hidden book of his, his cappuccino. Yeah, one of the ones he destroyed in a fit of rage at his like, (laughs) he like, no, he was like Vitruvian man muscles. Yeah, exactly. And his like, he, he, he did, he did. He wrote a letter being like, right before he died, being like, I've betrayed God or something like that. And he destroyed a lot of his own works because crimes against the nature of coffee extraction yeah exactly he, was, he, he foresaw how coffee extraction would work in the third world and he wanted no part of it this coffee that's... bean is a nut i just cannot crack <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's verbatim from the letter say, yeah say yeah. in italian yeah. Yeah. il coffee bean is a nut i can't crack yeah. very all, good it's on the director's there is, the actually, code. not to keep going down these weird rabbit holes but in one of the assassin's Go. creed games that's set in, wow. in in uh uh venice and florence right um you 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 get da vinci to make stuff for you and he keeps hitting on you like that's like a thing is like because he was rumored rumored to be gay or whatever right and there's Uh there's one conversation where he kind of implies he's it kind of implies he's hitting on you but yeah amazing that's pretty flattering anyway moving on from da vinci after da vinci in like the late 1700s there were uh, the Montgolfier brothers, and they were interested in hot air balloons. 
And so like they were kind of the first people that like, hey, we're going to do this lighter than air flight. Mm. Um, we're not going to try and like flap our wings or glide. We're just going to sail up there on some 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 light air. We're going to uh, we're going to we're going to turn flying into a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> a whole vibe. Hot yeah, air balloon is, ass vibe. is a, it is a, a pretty vibe. big vibe. Right? 100%. Holy I don't think I would feel safe in, in one of those. It's like just a basket. I don't yeah, think, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I think it'd be pretty do dope. I, would I think it would be, it would definitely be like rough for me, but I think like I would, I would do it to see. I it. think it would yeah. be fun to base jump out of a. Oh my board. God. I'd be Craig. okay, I guess. <laughs> I remember not to digress again, but there was like a story. This might be the guy. Did they, wait, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, Did they, we can cut this out. Did they like, did one of their balloons like crash and then get attacked by peasants or something like that? Cause they didn't know what it was. Is that like a thing? Um, it, I mean, that sounds like it probably would have happened, but, um, anyway, yeah. I, I did not hear about that. They did do some experiments before going up, uh, like sending any people up. So they, they first wanted to, to test it because no one had gone up into the high altitudes like before, like, unless it was on top of a mountain, they hadn't, you know, right. Right. Unless like sailed above the ground, unless so, a giant threw you and then it was game over. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what they wanted to do was like just test to make sure it was safe for people. So they sent a sheep, a duck, and a rooster in the basket. Amazing and, to set and, up for a joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it the the, like the riddle that's like if you take the if you take the yeah, the, the yeah, hen across, then, then the fox yeah. will eat the hen. If you take the grain across, the fox will eat the hen. If you take the fox across, the hen will eat the grain. What do you do? It's like one of those. It's like what are the three animals that Sorry. won't eat each other? Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, it's got to be a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. They won't eat each other. Okay. Yeah, they seem like they get along. Although these guys I'm, are French, right? Yeah, they are French. They are. Of yeah, course they are. Very French. And it's weird, though, because, like, the duck's in there, I guess, but, like, the duck could have just flown away. It must be a well-behaved duck if it just, like, was chill. Um, but that was why they, they put the duck in there, because they knew the duck could survive, because ducks can already fly high. And then they put the rooster in there to compare to the duck to be like, okay, the rooster's like, if the rooster's okay, then that's like a good transition to something else. And then they put a sheep in because sheeps are kind of similar to humans. Because they were like, fuck sheep. All my homies hate sheep. We want this sheep to get freaked out. We don't care if you die, motherfucker. Yeah. I guess like, yeah, it feels like mean to the rooster and the, sh the sheep that the duck could just like... It's going to be up See in its up. element. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. But they all came back alive and I assume healthy uh, because next they sent up a, a human, a science teacher by the name of Jean-Francois. He was the first human to to take a unpowered flight, I guess. You I'm Jean-Francois, yeah. teacher and first human to fly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he and that was a success. Although the first flight they did was a tethered one, probably smart. So like, yeah, but didn't you didn't you do wrong. a tethered? It's like, oh, we yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, not nearly as bad. But the chicks still sleep with me, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, on their next flight, they did uh, they did an untethered flight in which he was joined by uh, a French military officer, and they oh. sailed 900 meters above the ground and traveled for six miles in a 20 minute flight. Wow. Awesome. And, yeah. And that was the first piloted, controlled, unpowered, lighter than air flight. <laughs> As you'll see, there were there are stipulations for these types of flight because 
uh yeah if if you're if you're trying to like pin down who was who is the first person to ever fly then i would hand it to this um jean francois was the first ever human to fly right right okay. and what by unpowered unpowered like electricity meaning powered, like there's or? nothing generating the power so you like, just got so the air is already hot and it is what it is and yeah. it's just in in the container and you're just letting it yeah. float and then the, somehow i guess bringing it back down exactly right i guess and they don't accept accept the human imagination as a form of power but okay yeah well no i guess not <laughs> but um yeah it was interesting if this was like controlled or uncontrolled because i i believe they um they determined that it was controlled but i guess it's just because they're controlling like they can come up or go down whenever they want they're considering that a degree of control because i actually don't know how like our how do you even steer a hot air balloon? Are you just at the mercy of You kind the wind? of are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, feel I do like feel like, like you're kind of at the mercy. There's like ways of angling it. So it well, right, flies also different like, ways. And then you can obviously give it more to go higher or mm -hmm. lower. Yeah. But I, I don't understand but just, how you're like, like definitely like going with the wind. Air, you're at the mercy of the wind for sure. Yeah, and that's yeah. what yeah. I think. But it, they set it up so that you like your takeoff and your landing are like clearly defined and you just navigate like that okay so like they just plan like the wind is going this way so our landing mm -hmm. zone will be over here and really ideally it's on like a pretty still like a pretty calm day where yeah. the subtle wind that does exist is going to take you exactly to where you want to be yeah <laughs> like yeah. i don't yeah. think there's i don't think you try and get very cute with those things that's why I see like there's some there's those hot air balloon festivals where it looks like there's like hundreds of hot air balloons in the air and I'm just like where yeah. is this and mean, how do you accomplish this? I'm I sure saw a puzzle this... like that one. Yeah, exactly. like that's to what I'm thinking of. The, puzzle. I'm thinking of the puzzle. <laughs> I'm sure at some point they figured out ways to like steer, right? Like they've got to figure out. No, there are. Like, yeah, but I, yeah. I'm just saying they're kind of limited. They're not. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, totally. Quite what you would hope maybe for how high you're going to be going. Probably just like an anvil. You like swinging an anvil around trying to. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, over here now. <laughs> but that's why you don't see a lot like out out west here yeah. you don't see a lot in coastal right, areas right, you don't see a yeah. lot in mountainous areas because yeah. the, the the air currents and like all of the different all that stuff the, the climate generally is just that much more volatile right yeah for sure. and you can get more stable like when weather moves in on the prairies it can move in for like weeks at a time exactly right? yeah whereas, so... whereas on the coast you can get all the types of weather that are possible in a day mm -hmm. Well, that was, I do remember, there is like a hot air balloon thing festival or some of some kind in Calgary. Yeah, uh, for I sure. Remember I remember I Alberta up, having so, yeah. some hot air balloon action for sure. It was pretty sweet part of summer when you saw, even in the distance, um, nope. like, you know, yeah. like a good dozen hot air balloons. Just like, what a spectacle. So, right. so impressive. Yeah, yeah. But you don't Great. get that. I don't think you get that in like mountainous areas where there's going to be crazy currents sweeping in and then the weather changes and then you're like, you're all, everyone's fucked. I feel like Remax has like the market yeah. cornered on. <laughs> yeah, Remax is definitely hot air the... balloons. <laughs> yeah, they definitely, yeah. They're that's... like the only ones allowed to pilot hot air balloons in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a you know successful branding sponsorship right. Uh, initiative <laughs> right Montgolfier and remax they probably they go they way had, back they, they go way back yeah well remax is definitely a french name sounds for sure. pretty freaking french to <laughs> me pretty freaking french you guys <laughs> i remember i learned all the french animals so i could really i could remember all like cool. an animal in french what are they French animals right now. I don't know. Just <laughs> name an animal. I'll let you know if I know the French word. Uh, monkey. Seahorse. Damn it. 
uh, what is a horse? Cheval. Cheval. No, oh, Cheval. Cheval. That's Cheval. a dog. I, thought it was, I was like, Cheval. <laughs> ah, damn. And I don't know C. So, sorry. No, I don't know that one. What about um, monkey? Monkey. Mare? No, I don't know it. Cheval de Mare? Okay. Well, yeah. you, Maybe? Proved me, you proved me wrong. I don't know. I don't Come know on, Wes. Animals. Uh, uh, I might not um, know any animals. What is seal uh, in French? Uh, Sele. No, it's the, F, it's the F word. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, that's like the whole part. That's where oh, part of my French comes shame, from. Okay, so swearing in French is pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. But now that we've established what the first flight was, how good is swearing in German? Oh. I should know more German swear words. I only know Scheiße. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. I don't know any harder Ashleich? German swear words. I think that's right. Um, Scheißekopf. Shizakop is shithead. shithead. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Shithead's always a good one. <laughs> um, good segue though, because that is where we're heading to Germany, where we meet the the Lilienthal brothers, the little bananas in this story. The littlest bananas. Littlest bananas. Yep. Born What's... in 1848 and 1849, Otto and Gustav, uh, they were born in Anklum, which is a northern region, region of Germany. Uh, parents, Gustav and Caroline, had eight children, but only three survived. Um, among them, obviously, Gustav and Otto, and the other one being their was sister, this, Mary. Was this all because of flying accidents? No, hopefully not. Oh. Hopefully not. Although they did start building planes pretty or or like flying contraptions uh very young um like used to have an auto, like, like, in, like instead of barely legal and geese or just totally and... illegal were they engaging in statutory flight is that what they were doing was there NAS? I think so. did, they, did they have nas adapt uh, modifications I love this. this was such not. a yeah this was they should they this was such a time when like it was just like children could just like do that stuff because like it was like well they could work in the factories Oh yeah, they, they work in the factories. Why not put them to work in the flying? Yeah, we, we can do that. Yeah, no problem. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe it was a family enterprise. Maybe yeah. this was like the, you know, um, you know, like those famous acting like commune families in California. Except their thing was flight. Flight. Yeah. yeah. Their and dad was like, like, like trying all these da Vinci contraption, both yeah, his legs yeah. have been broken multiple <laughs> yeah. times. He's and like, you can follow like... me and so it's a family work. And they're yeah. like, no, Papa, I want to, I want to, I want to be an actor like John Barrymore. And he's like, no, you will, you will do the flying. You do the test flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hopefully the other children did die in test flights. Although thank God he sure. hit those children until they listened. Yeah. Cause otherwise we might not have flying. <laughs> It's true. Thank you. You know, means to an end, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, strict like, German Thank parents. You, yes, yes. Uh, Thank it was you, a different German time, discipline. you know. Mid, was a mid time. 1800s. You could <laughs> literally, this was literally the time when Karl Marx was like, so these kids are dying oh, yeah. in these factories. Yeah, yeah. Should and, we talk uh, about that? Yeah. Is it worth it? <laughs> yeah. Think about what we're doing to future generations. Very, yeah. Think about how many, think about Brian how many Marx's kids time. could have invented flying if they weren't working in those fucking factories. <laughs> Like we could have just put them all right. in like a big yeah. spacious field and just been like build an airplane kids. And then we would have had, we, we would be like going to Jupiter by now. 
if, if we've yeah. done that. Well, you- Imagine, oh my God, having a society where there was like, like play and innovation and in- inventiveness generally was accessible through like a some sort of a library of like tools and materials where you could use your time to put your your mind's power towards endeavors that might elevate humanity for generations to come instead that sounds of like grind- communism. what about the factories so. who's going to do the factory stuff yeah. I mean, who's going to turn? We can all invent the automation to be able to get all the factory stuff. Now that done. would be dope. Why? That's going to be part of what the library of materials and tools helps to develop to begin with. Who's going to make the that guns that they smart. can they can uh, they can uh, enforce the colonies to take all their raw materials? They're already Come made, Joe. The oh, guns no. are already made. Oh no, <laughs> they were in. They're inside you all along. Yes, <laughs> the guns were the friends you met along. <laughs> Man, sick. I've got so many guns now. Uh, I'm looking but yeah, at so they're they're they don't have to work in the factories. They're safe from the factories. They have to. Their their dad makes them. Yeah. Work they in the flying. Take up the family mantle. They've Get got into the flying biz. Yeah, they've got it pretty good. They can they can go to school. They're working on their flying stuff, and Otto becomes very interested in in flight at a young age when he sees like the storks. There's storks in Germany, I guess, and so he would watch these like these big birds flying overhead and kind of just soaring gracefully in the breeze. And he'd be like, why can't we do that? And so they have the monopoly on the delivering the babies. I I would like to deliver the babies. (laughs) (laughs) We could deliver the babies, Gustav. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, totally. Totally. Come on. Inspiration. Uh, Yeah. So as an adult, um, he, he just, like yeah, he's he's very um, obsessed with with storks and and flight. So he's just like he's basically like grabbing these birds and like studying them. <laughs> I think I think... don't know if he had, he had tame ones, but yeah, I think I think he would actually like physically like examine the birds. So I think he maybe had some tame ones that that uh, allowed him to get a closer look at them. Scientists, man, and getting obsessed with anatomy. Every time we do an episode on scientists, it's like, so they did all this serial killer shit in their childhoods. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know how many storks uh, these brothers yeah, ended up groping and and uh, having their way with in order to learn the the process oh my of god i bet you there is a pile we of we are gonna get canceled so many times for this episode nah. i have never yeah yeah because of the pile of storks that storks because of the, 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 the dead fucking storks modern flight the dead and molested storks yeah <laughs> heavily molested yes yeah, uh, so, we, so we killed some storks but but you never killed any storks no but, yeah. but, but I'm sure you killed some kind of bird. But you benefited uh, no. from you benefited from that pile of yeah, dead storks. Yeah, the yeah, you're benefiting you if you don't. On that flight. If you don't like the dead storks, then don't fly, dummy. Come on. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, man. Glasshouse is casting stones. Well, he does whatnot. have us there. All right, all right. I'll accept the dead storks. Good point, Otto. Yeah. Can't, can't make an ornithopter <laughs> without breaking a few storks. Um, Gustav's exactly just standing there like he has like a huge mustache that covers his mouth because he's like Otto's the talkative yeah, one Gustav they, is the silent one that's just like mm. they do they do have great twirly mm. mustaches we'll link yeah. a picture um, so yeah they're in school and even when they're in like middle school or early school uh, the two brothers uh, make their first glider out of uh, basically just lashing together some wood um, and some cloth and then and then taking it to a hilltop and jumping off 
uh, it didn't work. It was it was an unsuccessful first flight, uh, but it did uh, teach them some stuff about design and uh, refining those designs. Uh, so then Otto then goes and trains to become a uh, engineer at the Royal Technical Academy in Berlin. I think that's uh, honestly a pretty alpha move to like do your first one before you even become an engineer. You know? For sure. Oh, yeah. Well, it shows, yeah, they've got the Sick. mind for it for sure. Nowadays, all these fucking bitch ass engineers like, oh, I have to do like eight years of school before I can build my first airplane. Like, fuck you. Look at what look at what yeah. Otto did. Come yeah, on, man. Build, build first, study later. Yeah. Learn by doing. Yeah. A bunch of B words. Tell some storks already. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your stork stack? Yeah, where's your stork graveyard? <laughs> yeah, so while he's uh training at the academy, he's using basically all his spare time to kind of solve the problem of of human man-powered piloted powered flight, I should say. Human powered makes it sound like the humans powering it. Um which in some cases it is, but some cases it's not. Uh so he's studying, he's learning a bunch about actual flight. And then uh, after becoming an engineer, he creates this kind of aerodynamic scale, which it's like basically like some pulleys and, and like a stick at the top that's kind of like a propeller, which he can attach different kind of models of propellers to and see uh, how, how the lift is changing like how cool. it's having an effect on lift. Yeah, that's, that's basically- That sounds super interesting. Yeah, that's what kind of, he was always in awe of like watching these storks and trying to learn from them is how they achieved the lift mm. to like get them off the ground. Um, so yeah, he was doing some very early um, experiments into kind of aerodynamics. Um, and it was this machine that kind of lets him take really precise measurements, which he can then use to kind of calculate the force of lift and it's now kind of looked at um, kind of this like his rotating machine, I think is kind of what he called it. It was like, this was a very early precursor to, to modern wind tunnels, uh, you could say. So um, yes, did a lot of kind of like groundwork in, in early aeronautics in that sense. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so him and his brother are doing a bunch of experiments using just this machine and they like, they work on their wing design using this machine for 20 years. Uh, and their experiments, um, they conclude that this curved, it's this curved kind of wing design that um, allows for lift because the curved wing with like a thicker front and a thinner uh, backside of the wing, that's like kind of what kind of creates the higher pressure above and the lower pressure below, uh, which creates that lift and which is still kind of used in most modern air aircraft wing designs today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he kind of so like kind of pinning down the dynamics of like yeah the physics of flight. Yeah, and so yeah, so he he basically like he came up with the idea for the modern wing um, before like even even having a full full plane ready to go before he was even working on airplanes. He was kind of just working on on the shape of what things need to be in order to fly and and yeah, kind of laying the foundation for for modern aerodynamics. Uh, so he experimented a lot with the gliders, different types of shapes, because yeah, he's very he's very much concerned with the aerodynamics, and it's right around now that photography is starting to get popular too. So he would he kind of had some of these early gliders and gliding attempts uh, documented, and word started getting out that you know he these guys are attempting human flight. I feel like it's interesting that he's the second banana because that's like a thing actually you find a lot with these cases where it's like. 
well, the people that actually did all the work didn't document themselves, but the people who kind of came in at the last minute were smart enough to do that. But yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess like, that's how we know him. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like, that, but like in science, it's like everyone, everyone stands on the shoulders of giants, but it's just like, it's sometimes just those, those people that, you know, do the, put the ball in the net at the end. Of course they get all the credit because it's like they achieved it, but it's like, whoa, you don't, you don't always see all the people and all the groundwork that was done before them uh, to get to that moment. I mean, we see it. That's why we do this podcast. Yeah, we, but, we it, but it's also, yeah, it's also like a relay too, right? So the, yeah. the race doesn't get finished or doesn't reach the point that it reaches without the latest like leg being mm -hmm. completed by whoever's picking it up. Right. Absolutely. So even yeah. amongst these like counterparts overseas um, across the sea from each other, like in America and Germany, for example, th you know, neither of them um, like, you know, would have been able to take it as far yeah. as they did without picking it up from yeah. the person before them who took, who did exactly totally. that. Right. Well, and I like that we've yeah. got like a little, little international convention here like obviously leonardo da vinci italian uh the montgolfier they're french, french and we got the germans and then i guess americans like i was hoping it'd yeah. be british to kind of complete the like the trifecta the quadfecta there is but uh i'll take i'll brit. take it i'll take it right brothers oh there's a brit there's a, too there's a brit. we can oh. bring in here i'll bring him in at the end because it's it's more of just like a an, oh, an annotation okay. type thing foreshadowing but there is kind of a british that was working on flight at pretty a much con concurrent a brit yeah a british that was working there was a like, british concurrently brit was richard branson <laughs> oh <laughs> i thought you were gonna say uh it's almost old enough what's his name richard Daw dawkins richard dawkins, <laughs> richard dawkins. Yeah. Yeah. that's how we know there's no there's no god he went up there <laughs> right. he went all the way up and there's nothing there uh, yeah he's a guy um yeah think... so like i mentioned this is right around when photography was starting to come come on and there was starting to be like actual pictures and newspapers to go along with the articles and some of these some of these articles and publications um about about the Lillian Powell brothers uh make it to America where they're seen by the Wright brothers oh. and then get very inspired uh, after seeing one of these publications, Orville Wright uh, even wrote a letter to the Smithsonian Museum stating that he emphatically believes that human flight is a possible and he plans on what? devoting most of his time and efforts to uh, basically solving or achieving um, what, something that will allow for What's human the flight. context of him writing a letter? To, like, was he just like angrily I, writing letters no. to the Smithsonian, or was like I that think, would be funny? I think that so would be the funniest. That's kind of he just like, like sees this like. picture and he's like, "Dear fucking Smithsonian, when I went there, there was a yeah. fucking guy who I told was I wanted to fly, and he was like, that's not possible.' And fuck you, because I just saw German guys do it. So fuck you, and I'm gonna fly and fuck or like, yeah, that's what I hope. <laughs> that is what it sounds like. German wing design. Yeah. I think it's actually more so to uh, almost like a precursor to a patent. I kind of want to say he's like, hey, oh. I'm going to be doing some work. So when I come to you with some crazy patents in the future, maybe just don't think they're so crazy because I'm telling you that I'm doing this and it's he's important. And establishing, a, establishing a timeline. Very good. Orville. Something Very like good. that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the impression I got or just to, so that he can, it's kind of like dibs so that when maybe somebody who beats him to the punch, he can at least say like, Hey, I was working on this too or whatever. I call shotgun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because, of, 
that is there is a lot of that stuff going around and as i'll kind of get into but the rights weren't that interested in like having press there to see their like inaugural flights and things like that they were they were more concerned with kind of just making sure it's right before like everyone yeah that's why i haven't it, invited you guys to see my stand-up yet because it's not good yet <laughs> <laughs> i'm still working sometimes on you it. just gotta like workshop things and refine you have to really bit. wait and let something take flight yeah, before you exactly. invite everyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so orville and uh and wilbur are kind of getting their ducks in a row you know letting the smithsonian know what they're going to be up to and then signaling uh, their intentions yeah and so they get they get to work um kind of using their know-how from bicycles and stuff because as you mentioned craig yes they did have uh, a bike uh shop where they kind of uh tinkered with bikes and and look for ways to improve their efficiency and things like that and they're hoping that could translate to maybe some some flight designs. So they get into actually designing and constructing planes in in 1900. Their first is kind of more along the lines of a kite. They kind of build like this five foot wide kite to test some flight control theories. Um, after reading some publications from from the Lilienthal brothers, uh, they decide to you know put some of those those designs and data into action. Um, and so, yeah, they designed this nice. kite and they test it and it works. So they're like, yes, we're on the right track. And so they decide to scale things up with an, another experiment yeah, and the they build the right track. Right. <laughs> so many, so many right puns in here. Uh, and so they, they build like a full, full scale glider with their next one. Um, and they take it to Kitty Hawk, uh, in North Carolina for a test flight. Uh, Kitty Hawk is, is probably familiar to anyone who, who, is familiar with the Wright brothers because that is the same place where they made their um their first man-powered flight that made them famous uh Wait, is th that's not this one so you... no well this is their first one using uh kind of not a not a powered flying machine oh, but, right just like but a glider a, type yeah thing. more of a gliding type machine um that they can more test their their flight uh control methods on so the uh, but do like the kitties and the hawks get along or i wouldn't think so Birds it seems and like cats generally blood, don't bloodbath. I can yeah, see why maybe, they wanted to fly out of there so quickly. Maybe yeah. this was like a special case. Maybe harsh. that's why it's called Kitty Hawk. Because maybe, maybe they, they, they got up. along so well that they they interbred and they formed teamed a Kitty up, Hawk. so they're both ferocious yeah. and also adorable at the same yeah. time. Oh, can you imagine? It Just like look up in the sky, like real, and then you look up, you're like, oh no, and then there's like a cute little kitten face, and you're like, oh, that's so cute, and then the claws just tear you to shreds. <laughs> Tear your eyes out. But as it's tearing you up, it's like. <laughs> oh, that was more like a pigeon. Sorry, that wasn't. No, close enough. Maybe that's what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, that's because just it's a bird, yeah. a birdified purr. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. No. This as, thing has legs. It does. It yeah. does sound like you would find. Kitty hawk. Lots of. We're just a bunch of crazy kitty hawks. Yeah. Uh, but it was actually selected because it just had lots of open space and a strong, steady breeze. Good for for flying things, yeah, like, like kitty hawks, gliders, exactly. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so like I mentioned, like all all of their specs basically came from the Lilienthal's designs and data. Um, and while the glider controlled pretty nicely on this first test flight, it didn't uh, produce as much lift as they expected, and oh, they no. couldn't really get it off the ground for very long. So it was kind of just like it'd go up and then kind of float back. Yeah, they're gonna have down. to. They're gonna mm. have to put in some underwire for, to get more lift. 
right they <laughs> yes they're gonna need a redesign and that yeah it sounds like it would help it um so yeah they didn't they didn't get too far and if you've ever seen like early test flights from like those black and white videos is, is very much like some yeah, very very shaky off the ground and then a, a crash back down with probably some broken struts or whatnot Just that would need to be repaired <laughs> get high enough up and fast enough up that it's going to break everything when you yeah, come down. yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. but very promising for like those but it, it kind of reminds me of my surfing career <laughs> oh my god Surfing so hard. <laughs> My surfing career is all down. Like 15, <laughs> 20 seconds max. There is no. Yeah, but those oh, 15, 20 okay, seconds, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those 15 to 20 those... seconds. You you live for those 15 And to you know seconds. what? That, like, that's, that's kind of a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, when you, yeah, that's when what you I tell my wife. It's kind of a long it time, honey. It's kind of a long time. <laughs> it is. You ever been in a fight before? <laughs> Let's not be <laughs> indulgent. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So after, after that test, they decided that they need to have a few more, controlled elements in order to kind of narrow the focus of their experiments so they can figure out kind of what's going on and how to fix it. So they decide to build their very own wind tunnel so they can better control the variables of their experiments. And this was probably one of the first kind of wind tunnels to be uh, in use, or at least the first wind tunnel that was used to test a aircraft or or i guess any kind of vehicle design so um yeah so pretty pretty pioneering in that sense um so basically yeah i'll just get into a little bit about what it actually takes to fly uh there's four main forces involved being well, the first being, thing is to believe you can fly is to believe <clears throat> uh then you need some pixie dust uh, and then no come no, on no that's dust. made up that's you're right no no but you need to believe you can fly and then you need to believe you can touch the sky yeah. oh right think about it every night happy thoughts <laughs> and then you just spread your fucking wings <laughs> your fucking and you wings. fucking fly away fly away bro <laughs> that's all you need come on right. those are the four that's four right you would have done this research that's what that's i mean <laughs> i didn't <laughs> Sir, I'm just, I'm just dissolve the cup. We will strip you of your second banana stat. No, that's too mean. I'm not gonna do that. No, no, Don't be mean. Only elevating, no stripping. Yeah. That's for yeah. the Peace River. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those foreign main main forces involved in flight are weight, which is the downward force. It's basically gravity. Uh, yeah, gravity going through the center of the object through the center of the Earth. Uh, lift is is the upward force, which is used to overcome weight, um, and that's generated by the motion of the plane through the air. And then drag, which is basically the, the resistance force, it's the friction of the air moving over the surface of the, the object, the plane in this case. That's where drag queens get their name, because they have these flamboyant costumes that produce drag. <laughs> it produces, <laughs> I mean, they do, they, a lot of those costumes don't look so aerodynamic. No. It's true, but they do look fantastic. Well, yeah, sometimes you got to choose between aerodynamics and slaying. Slaying. <laughs> Not always, but sometimes. sometimes. If you want to yeah. if you want to serve Slay. looks, you got to produce some drag. It's just the way it works. Where was I? Thrust. Thrust. Yes, yes the last force and uh and my personal favorite. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and probably the most important one for uh, if we're going to be looking at a powered flight, you need to have uh, the force of thrust needs to be greater than your force of drag. Right. Because like at this point, the name of the game is like powered flight, right? Like it feels like a bunch yeah. of people have basically done like like now that the balloon, now that the fucking uh, Montgolfier brothers have taken all hogged all the glory of unpowered flights. Um, yeah, that's they, what they now were you looking gotta, towards. Y- you gotta if you want to make your make a name for yourself, you gotta power your flight. Yeah, and that's definitely what the Wright brothers were looking towards because um as we'll see, the uh the uh Lilienthal brothers were the they kind of did do some some important work in the area of gliding, and they were the first to make a a glided flight. So uh piloted, unpowered, controlled flight. Um so I'm going to skip over some stuff. There's like some stuff about equations and stuff. There's basically, there's two, two competing equations when it comes to like wing design, because scientists haven't come to a consensus on what lift is. There's like two competing schools and one kind of follows Bernoulli's principle, which is the whole idea that a curved upper surface with a flat bottom allows air to travel faster over the top, which creates the pressure differential that creates the lift but it doesn't really explain why air moves faster over a curved surface so it kind of like leaves that part uh ambiguous and it also doesn't explain why planes can fly upside down which they can um like like if anyone's seen Top Gun, like you know that Maverick flies inverted at the start of that movie. No, I, I haven't seen yeah, Top seen Gun, so oh, I didn't know it. planes could fly upside down. Actually. You should say, or what about have you seen what's that one with Denzel Washington? Uh he's like the drunk pilot. Uh Devil Wears a Blue Dress. No, I don't think that one. <laughs> uh training day. I training to yeah, fly yeah, upside yeah, down day. Upside yeah. down day. Yeah. <laughs> with Ethan. Hawk also yeah. flies. Yeah, yeah. And we're, Kitty we're, Hawk. We're, we're right? building. Kitty we're Hawk. building the Pepe Silva board here, the right, brothers? <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. Now, right see, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, this whiteboard. It's not just a prop. I'm no, no. connections over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. All, all, all very important connections. So, wait, uh, so do they still not to this day know why planes can fly upside down? Are you well, for they real? Do. They just there's like there's there's they, a gap in the science as to what exactly. Know, cause, yeah, they don't lift. know what. That's what, what I mean. Is exactly. There's not there's not like a standard definition of <clears throat> lift. You basically have to brand Bernoulli's principles, what I just mentioned, with Newton's third law, which kind of states that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And when you apply this to flight, it's kind of like the air flowing over the top and the bottom of the wing creates this downward uh, motion, which then in turn has the equal and opposite upward motion, which is interpreted as lift. So it's kind of those two ideas kind of mash up to give our idea. So what you're saying is is. it could just be pixie dust, actually. Exactly. And having that gap in the gap (laughs) that hasn't yet to be defined, there's definitely room for for some magic right excellent that's all i want i just i just love that scientists don't know something it's very very pleasing to me yeah take but that in the meantime, motherfuckers we fill that gap where there could be magic with just Pure tons magic. and tons of fuel just yeah. right. as, as much combustible fuel as possible fuel, frankly, to fuel make sure and the, well the ego up. of tom cruise <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> um, so audacious yeah so so uh 
Gustav and, and Otto uh, make progress after kind of refining their wing design. And they do build a very rudimentary ornithopter, um, which, yeah, as I described, is, is kind of like it has that beating wing design, kind of like a dragonfly. Uh, but their version looked like kind of ridiculous um and it, and it was meant to be powered like kind of like da vinci's design i think with like a bicycle motion and i'm gonna here i'll send you uh if you click on that video in the which i put in the zoom chat so this is like a dramatization right yeah <laughs> um no dude this is this 1870s is, oh, footage joe all right wow yeah restored color Colorized, footage from 1870 no oh my god he's got like his feet on the He's got his feet on these yeah. planks and they're like Fuck. going up and down. Whoa. Fuck all of that. Yeah. I am not going anywhere on that yeah. shit. Yeah. See like, that shit flapping like, around? Get no out of way. here. No way. No way. Come on. Like it's just like rocking everywhere. Fuck like, can off. you imagine? It's basically like, machine. like, excuse my language, but two oars strapped yeah. to his feet with like a bunch of bed sheets. Yeah, I thought oh, there yeah. would be like a bike pedal with like a little gear and everything, but no, it's just like two planks of wood yeah. on strings. It's like totally it's like you awkward. cross like like a fucking like marionette with like yeah. a hang glider and then just we're like yeah do all the work yourself no i'm not doing it's, that guys excuse me mr musk can i interest you in a space flight <laughs> up in yeah it doesn't look like this they're is getting how all anywhere. the alpha studs are doing it <laughs> yeah that that looked very difficult to fly and it didn't look like there was any chance of it getting off the ground. So nope, that one didn't work, but that experience did give them, um, gave the brothers some valuable information uh, concerning lift and drag and nice. just even the materials they have to use uh, for constructing their, their uh, flying devices. Uh, and so uh, in 1878, Otto marries uh, his wife, Agnes, Fisher, or well, becomes his wife. Uh, she's a Otto pianist. becomes his own wife. I mean, Agnes becomes his wife. Okay, wait. So, uh, okay, no, okay. Oh, I see what you. So, um, he marries the person that becomes his wife. Well, that yeah, that makes sense. That that, mm -hmm. that I'm tra I'm tracking the process this now. of marriage. Mm -hmm. I don't know who Agnes Fisher is though. His wife. This is wife. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad we cleared this all up. I'm glad know. it makes sense to me now. Remember the process of marriage? <laughs> Come on, Joe. Yes. No, I've been through it. I know. I just, I didn't. Look, I yeah. got confused. Okay. I was going to admit like, that. Well, if anyone's going to, if anyone's going to have the willpower to become his own wife, it's a guy who invented flight. Yeah. I was going to leave I that out. His name is Otto. I just yeah. figured I should, <laughs> yeah. I should mention God. that he gets married. So now you know. He gets married and they that's have like four our, children. That's like our little romance subplot within the larger yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Don't know, don't know what kind of a father or husband he is. Um, but I assume based on his devotion to aviation, not a very good one. Pretty poor. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, it's, it's true. true. That's tough. You that's never harsh. do know. I mean, they'd already, they'd already gotten like they'd gotten like 90% of the way there, right? Like maybe they yeah. were just kind of coasting now because they had everything set up, right? Like, yeah, you and know. he's like an invent, like marginally successful inventor and entrepreneur. They had a shop, like they've been, they're doing things. They're in kind of the limelight a bit and now. And a yeah. musician, like yeah. this sounds like somebody that was probably met at like a social function or rather where somebody was, yeah. you know, invited the right or. So what invited. you're saying is the servants raised the children. 
<laughs> exactly. It's possibly, yeah. Another, Maybe another, another chain in that. Another, if, another if set of giant well shoulders off, to stand yeah. on. Yeah. Right, but they, uh, I mean, if they were, I, that's a an indicator of their status of the in the time. I yeah, true. I I just have in a picture now of Otto like finishing up a long day, pumping the the. <laughs> The pedals the on pedals his wood device, and he's like, "Oh man, I don't know if this is worth it." And he like puts it all away, and he closes the doors to his workshop, and he's like wiping the grease off his brow. And then he turns and he sees his oldest child just tackling a stork, and he's like, "It's moments like this that make me remember why I did it." <laughs> Good on you, son. Yep. Every stork pile starts with that first stork. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me show you how to gut it son oh no sir. let me show <laughs> you how to gut it son uh gross <laughs> so um now it's 1889 and otto's research um kind of leads him to publish a book which he titles bird flight as the basis of the art of flying and in it he includes all his stork sketches and all of his all the stuff that he learned from storks and uh, after reading it, a lot of his com- contemporaries <laughs> disregard his stork <laughs> sketches and call him an idiot. <laughs> so they got weirded out by the storks, just like we did. Yeah, they're, but that's they, fair. Uh, every every genius like, has to make sacrifices. Yeah, like I actually kind of wanted to like this book, but there's just so many stork sketches. You know, I don't I don't understand it. Why Why would this guy spend so much time on the storks? You know, there's there's plenty of other birds like the kitty hawks. I would love to see some kitty hawk drawings in this. It would break things up, you know. But it's just stork, 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 stork. I don't know what's what's happening. Like even even the Montgolfier brothers is like. They got both a rooster and a duck. Like, mix it up a little, Otto. Come on. You should. And to be honest, I don't know. I haven't read the book, but there could be other books in there other than storks. But you know the storks were definitely yeah. the cover featured bird. Featured heavily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's where all of his research was focused. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even though it was sort of maligned at the time, he uh, the book is now considered kind of like a classic um, in aviation literature. And many aeronautical engineers today often look to nature for new technical innovations. But is it like so, a classic in the way that like um I think it's like a classic like sex pistols is classic punk, and then everybody's like, Yeah, sex pistols classic punk, but like you try and listen to it and you're like, This sucks. This just sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm know. sure Maybe if, you're, I'm wrong. if you're reading it and then trying to build an airplane, I think that's probably the way you might view it. Right, but it's just like you think of it in context and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess like all there yeah, was at the time I, was like, you know, I, like the Bay City Rollers. So this yeah. was like Amazing. fucking insane now. Whereas yeah, was, like now it's like, okay, well, make, whatever, dude. I was going to make more of a more of an analogy of the Beatles, but I people probably wouldn't agree with that. So we'll just move what? on. The, the no, Beatles, I think the, the Beatles also suck. No, I'm just <laughs> just in a different way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll 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 put, I'll put that in re- in a recording that someone could clip out of context for sure. It's pretty. They're pretty good. Like you could see, there's the foundations of a lot of good stuff in there. No, no, yeah, totally. I I yeah, I was trying to make. I a get bit, it, but and yeah. that's the thing with the Sex Pistols. There's the foundation of you know all the selling out that punk would do moving exactly. forward. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, they lay down in there. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. 
Yeah. I'm just okay. glad Otto never sold out and stuck to the Storks. He really. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. He stayed true. He, did. he stayed true, stayed true to, to the Stork. Or unless yeah. you have, do you have some? Is there uh, maybe there's a fourth act S- twist here? Spill that Storky Storky tea. I don't think yeah. he did. Not that I know of, but maybe we can find some uh, some hints of selling out along okay. the way here. Let's so, find it. In 1891, summer of 1891, when Otto's 43. He takes his latest flying contraption to a small hill just outside of Berlin. And there he makes the first heavier than air flight. Oh my God. And even invited a photographer. So they've got pictures of it here. I'll show you. So this would, this is the photograph of the, of uh, Otto uh, Lilienthal's first flight. This is, this is like some Mothman shit, man. Right. <laughs> It looks, cool. like, it looks like a dinosaur. It looks it's, like a it's, pterosaur kind of. Well, it's like almost like, especially since it's blurry, it's like a, it's yeah. like it adds like to the, like, you know, when you get all the photos of the Sasquatch that are like out of frame <laughs> or like out of, out of focus and blurry. And it's like, it could be a guy. And this like, you're like, this could be a glider or this could be like a, a a, a, the legendary, a stork <laughs> or the legendary Kitty Hawk. You know, right. you don't like it. Just has that that feel of like a, a photo, of a cryptid the photo. Kitty Hawk. <laughs> it's like this is is this real? I don't know if this is real, but it's very cool. Yeah, it's it does look a little spooky, but it's it's basically yeah, it has these huge kind of uh, what shape would you say? Like kind of leaf shaped wings, like mm-hmm. big yeah. big shaped fin, wings, fin almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they they are. They're like articulate, so these wings, are, I think, are are actually meant to flap. If you can, are, are those like so? Then there's like a kind of a, like a body, but then like are those legs sticking down like a person's legs, yeah, or is it like him. part of the machine? Believe... Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's Otto's lanky ass legs, Slenderman. <laughs> Slenderman's. Yeah, that's his his body shape looks somewhat unsettling in the picture, but but he's bracing Apparently, for like stranding. <laughs> You guys yeah. think I feel like Otto had a lot of dreams of like being a stork. Yeah. I've, like he I, must have he must have like he must have kind of become the stork at some point. Right. Yeah, and this you looks like see you know those photos where it's like those fake photos of like the Victorian girls with next to the fairies? Like just the right. way this is like like the like his like I assume that's like Gustav or whoever down below. Yeah, but um, he got his butt in the hat down there. But yeah, and then it's like it just feels like those photos where it was like, it's like those 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 photos from like the Victorian era where the girls like have like what's clearly a drawing of a fairy, and then they're like holding it in their hand or whatever, and you're like you're like oh that's so cute, and then you find out they like tricked everybody into actually believing there were fairies because nobody had seen a like that's what this right, photo right. invokes to me is like a totally like like, like an, an 1800s photoshop. photoshop like when they actually <laughs> yeah. had to photoshop it in the photo yeah well i like yeah. how he's wearing basically like a tennis but uh, like sports club outfit yeah he's totally like, oh, yeah. his tennis whites yeah like for a flight the jean <laughs> purs or whatever with like the, the all the way up to the knees yeah yeah so that was that was their first design that actually um was successful well at least in in getting uh getting them off the ground uh so from there they like they built on that and uh news of kind of what they were doing kind of spread around the world um and they kept continually improving and working on their designs um 
uh, and Otto even went so far as to get this artificial hill constructed near his house. I don't know what it's made. It looked like they just piled like. Okay, so this guy definitely had servants. Like, <laughs> I think to, he did. to raise well, the he, kids. If he could I, afford a, a fake hill, he was oh, in he the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was well off because he had a uh, he had a successful boiler company that he started after. Oh my god, this finished is- university. So he was making like steam engines or whatever. Oh, it's the boiler there. game. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was fine. Uh, and that's also how he's able to like spend, make all these flying contraptions and not have to work. Uh, yeah, I mean, steam was an important source of power. Yeah. Yeah. So he caught that wave and, uh, and rode it. Um, nice. so yeah, after he the hill constructed, now he can really do lots of test flights and he, he realizes that the whole, the whole flapping thing is just not working. It's not. It's not working uh, for a human piloted craft. The, the yeah, Gustav thing. and I, we kind of like over the flapping thing. No, no, it's not working. Like, it's so like, it's so like 1875 now, in the no. 1890s, 1880s, you know, whatever. When we just, we just don't do the flapping anymore. It's just silly, yeah. you know? I don't know why we ever did it. Yeah, and Gustav. Looking back at it, yeah, we, we were just like, what was the whole app about anyways? Yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> funny, really. Like, we don't even like to think about it anymore. Like, like one day, I was just like flapping around and Gustav was like, you look stupid, man. You look stupid. And he was right. I was looking stupid. You know? Get off my manufactured hill. Is yeah, what I yeah, said. yeah. I was like, get off the hill. And he, he kicked me as a bum and I fell down the hill. But I was laughing. You know, it was, it's like a brother thing. You don't even, it's not a big deal. It's very funny. And then, and then, yeah, we just kind of gave up on the flapping and went right to the, the, what did they go to next? The gliding. The gliding. Yeah. We just, it was, it was like a natural step really. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of it. Gustav was kind of like in the background there, but he was the one that, that, that realized flapping was stupid. Yeah. And I think they realized it in flight too, because uh, I think when they would get those flights, even with their like flapping designs, they realized, Oh, we're getting farther distance when we don't try and flap our wings. So maybe we'll just you, not do the flapping thing. Yeah, you're losing all of your the dynamic that's keeping you up. Yeah, by flapping. Yeah, it's like, like a less wow. is more for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're pushing your you're like literally like towards the ground basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he was reluctant to too because I think he really wanted to stick with the whole like natural like imitate nature thing. So I think mm. he was a bit uh, reluctant to let go of the flapping and he wrote um, uh, in one of his, I think, journals or publications, uh, this is a quote, a lack of knowledge of the laws of air resistance created the opinion that birds must be muscle bound monsters in order to perform the work necessary for them to fly. It's so weird because now we know like birds have like no muscle density and it's all like hollow bones. bones and yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. but they, I guess, yeah. I, I wonder how much they knew in the 1800s. Like, I guess, cause I feel like they would have like, I assumed he would have the number of storks that yeah. he was, yeah. he was molesting, but that was part of the scientific method of understanding what we understand now was the steps that he took yeah. with all the weird bird shit. And I mean, yeah. storks are like yeah. jacked ass birds, like compared to a lot of other birds, storks are well, like, they're definitely very <laughs> dramatically proportioned. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They got those longer legs too. So more. A little bit it more seems, human-like. Yeah, they seem al- along the lines of the less likely to fly yeah. than like a hummingbird, which you're like, oh yeah, that seems. Of like course, that thing flies. Yeah, he's just like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so 
getting rid of not focusing on the flapping anymore instead just focusing on the gliding they started to simplify just their materials and their design so they would only just kind of use very light materials willow sticks cotton cloth string wire glue which is some leather which is really you know fortunate for tom cruise because it that would have looked way less cool flying upside down doing all that flapping <laughs> yeah, exactly. and like sweating and like buddy not that cool sorry if, if I, anyone's, am, I am not compelled to go join the army. if anyone's gonna pull off the flapping flight though it's gonna be tom cruise it's true you know? oh, dude like he would like do he, his own flapping if he, that well he definitely do all his own flapping that's the only 100%. way that's the only way he can feel anything anymore at this point is doing that shit himself you know like it's just his like his flaps. adrenaline his adrenaline adjustment like like his adrenaline levels like he just like has to do that to feel like alive for a second. So yeah. <laughs> I believe he could actually fly one of these things. <laughs> Tom Cruise at maximum energy could get yeah. a Da Vinci ornithopter off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like he runs at the energy level of the average hummingbird. Hundred percent. Uh so yeah, the uh the Lilienthal's built several models of gliders now. Um focusing mainly on the different wing shape and wing size. Uh, they also even built a, bi a biplane. This would, would have been kind of the first constructed biplane, uh, which is a design you later see adopted by other aircraft engineers. Um, and he actually even has sold a number of these, these designs. I think he even had a few of them commissioned. Um, that and so he would just he would sell some of these designs to aviation enthusiasts. Uh, so that actually would make his company um, the first airplane production company. That's ever. so cool. That's like again, like I love that. It, like it's like you know how I was saying about like at this time children could just like go out and like try to fly or whatever. But it's also like a time when like <clears throat> an entire industry was just a bunch of guys who were interested in it. You know, like it was just like dudes that were like, yeah, I want to fly. What do I yeah. do? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's and then you fun. try and like develop some classes and schools around it. And then, and then, yeah, pretty soon you've got. And then all of a field. sudden it's not just guys anymore. It's all of a sudden it's like professionals and stuff, but yeah. Yearn for that time when it was just a bunch of dudes. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, that that moment. Yeah. When it's like a hobbyist thing, getting elevated and like kind of breaking through new frontiers or whatever uh, that, that's a cool yeah it's cool exciting energy. time um so yeah so yeah right as right as you know they're really starting to get a lot of attention towards their designs and you know people are actually buying products they're building auto um gets the idea that he's gonna like kind of uh make a flying school um where you know he can further test his design to get other people to test them, get some other minds in, uh, get different ideas, uh, really kind of like, yeah, kind of building the, the, the field of aviation. Uh, uh, but it's, it's right around this time that he, uh, takes one of his gliders, uh, out for a test flight and ends up crashing pretty hard into the side Oof. of a mountain. Wow. Yeah. I can see that coming too though. Pretty serious injuries that he would die from the next day. No. Yeah. 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 Man, I I yeah. did not. I would. I would kind of stop reading your outline, and I was kind of like, "It's fine. We'll be fine." And then <laughs> you dropped. You dropped the yeah. death bomb on me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He, he died doing that. what he loved. Well, that's true. He did die doing what he loved. So that's yeah. important. 
Actually, so technically, he didn't die doing what he loved. He died because of doing. Like, technically, he died. No, he like, loved. No, he, he loved crashing. He loved. He loved crashing, and it's sustaining a heavy internal injury. So. Oh, and then dying the next day. Yeah. And then dying the next day. Yeah. So died, died doing what he loved. Uh, yes. Sad. Wild. But, um, what a wild ending, though. Yeah, and his his death, like it was world, it was worldwide news. So it was, it, he was a big deal. Um, so lots of people heard about it, and lots of you know his contemporaries um, had an outpouring of like well wishes. And uh, it was it was not long after his death that kind of he, uh, or sorry, his widow, I should say, he's not there anymore, uh, was visited by um, Orville visited um for his name Agnes, thank you yeah. yeah caroline was his mother's name um yeah and don't and get those so, mixed up yeah not not too long after death, maybe a, a year or two um orville uh pays his wife a visit when he's in uh germany i think doing a presentation and uh he basically just wants to kind of pay his respects and and let her know that it was it was the work of her husband that kind of inspired them to to do what they did because uh about seven years after after Otto Lilienthal's death uh that's when the Wright brothers make their first powered flight um but before they got to there they had to do you know all sorts of other test flights you know testing their wing designs refining that uh because like I said like Otto's was good for gliding um but uh, once you start getting into powered flight, they were, you know, kind of adding all sorts of things to their designs um, that that ended up making them somewhat different. Uh, so they had to they had to redesign a bunch of stuff. But their early, the Wright brothers' early designs were very similar to uh, the Lilienthal's. They were like identical, basically. Um, but Just yeah, as, biting them. It's basically, yeah, as as the aircrafts kind of got heavier, uh, the Wright brothers noticed that you can't just control the aircraft by shifting your weight, uh, kind of like in a hand glider, which is how um, the Lilienthal brothers kind of controlled their flight. It was all just kind of shifting body weight and and controlling the aircraft that way. But you didn't uh, have as much say. weight to deal with because it wasn't powered by yeah. an engine they didn't or a motor. Have, they right? didn't have the, the heavy yeah. engine. Right? You know what or they say, the if you, heavier you materials. rely on shifting your weight, you're going to crash into a hill and die. That's why they say sure. this. That's, that's totally what that, they that say. That did become sure. a saying, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so the Wright brothers discovered that by warping the, ring, the wings, um, sort of like, you know, twisting it, then they can, they can get a much better degree of control over, over the roll and the, the pitch and the yaw of the aircraft. Um, so they they really make um, a lot of headway in the actual control of the aircraft, which is like a big um, kind of a big contribution to aviation, I would say that mm. the Wright brothers made. Um, and then not only that, they, they did make kind of the first airplane engine. Uh, they started looking at propellers and, you know, the first they started looking at boat propellers, but they're like, no, we need to, we need a complete rewrite because this is going to be using air. It's a different fluid and all these boat engines are just way too heavy. So we need to find something or make something that's, you know, not doesn't weigh as heavy as a boat engine. Um, and so that, that could possibly be their greatest uh, contribution to aviation is that the Wright brothers uh, created, you know, the world's first aeronautical propeller, uh, which mm. they then used to help them make their first piloted controlled powered Heavier than air flight, which was done on December seventeenth, nineteen o three, back in 
Kitty Hawk with all those Kitty Hawks flying around. Screech! <laughs> Getting chopped up by those propellers. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's what, those, those propellers. <laughs> that's yang, 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 yang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and and so yeah, Orville uh, makes the first actual flight, which lasted for twelve seconds. Um, and there's that that moment is actually photographed. Um, I'm sure you can you can just look it up. You just Google twelve seconds, like, guys. It's all you yeah, need. Just just Google Orville. Wilbur Wright first flight and it'll come up in Google images. Um, and then Wilbur then did another text next, uh, the next test flight, which is the one that, that really put them in the history book. Cause that one lasted almost a full minute. Wow. Uh, and they flew, Can you like, imagine? That's right. Yeah. Holy crap. I'd be seriously yeah. crapping myself. Will, Wilbur's the one minute man. Orville can only last 12 seconds. <laughs> it's it's like probably was true of Gustav as well. Gustav yeah. was, yeah. Gustav was the heavy here. I know we I mean, didn't talk about yeah. him a lot, but I just well, felt his presence through the entire Gust- thing. Gustav was, I think, yeah, he was mostly like mechanical uh, inclined, so he he was he was good Executing at putting stuff on. together. He was and, a machine. Yeah, the designs, yeah. He could go for longer, harder, faster, <laughs> more power. <laughs> Otto was the idea man. He just Brain, shoot it off and brainier. be done with it. Yeah, just just shoot him off there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like that. I mean, that's that's more or less their story. I just i I chose this one because I think the they yeah more people should just know that name. Like the everyone knows the Wright brothers, but big time. No one yeah. really knows the so Leland Paul brothers. Is that really just like the American uh, like hegemony supremacy thing? Because I, I was guess kind of were, thinking that, and it, I mean, at that time too. I, I, like I want to say yes, but it's actually it's almost the opposite that I'm inclined to say because the Wright brothers didn't really seek out press for any of this stuff. And this actually, I'll bring in, I'll bring in this other guy. No, but that's what I mean. Is like okay, not so them, like, but like America. America's like America like, was like, well, they did. Um, and like obviously they did do the first like power yeah. flight, right? So they sure, that the, was sort of like step, that's a huge yeah, step forward like, for sure. Yeah, but it's not, it doesn't happen without the the Lilienthal. Oh, for sure, brothers. absolutely. Yeah, like literally, right. that was the reason uh, Orville was like, we can do this. So like mm-hmm. totally. For but yeah, sure. it's interesting. And I mean, the early part of the 1900s was like the Germans were the Hun. The Germans were the other. Right. The Germans were yeah. the like the Middle Easterners of the 90s or the <laughs> of the 1890s. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. The they were like the other of the day, kind of. In, yeah. In, right. in Europe and of course in the West, which was kind of you know tied right. into the geopolitics of europe to a certain yeah degree. but well, it's also was... like interesting because like it's then like you get like the red baron right like you get sort of like these german the germans in world war one were sort of like the yeah. the again a lot of that stuff was sort of like exaggerated because of movies and stuff like the dog fights in world war one were kind of like dinky you know you know whatever i, I shouldn't <laughs> say that because like i i i couldn't do it i would die they were but shitty like and required a lot of bravery there's, but there's they also ended up with everyone just dying yeah but it's like the germans were kind of famous for that so i feel like they took it back in the the worst way possible but still right yeah well i, sh- I should mention um and i alluded to this earlier but there was oh, right, the british there was a british that was that was uh trying to achieve um 
a powered controlled flight around the same time as the Wright brothers. Uh, his name was Alberto Santos Dumont. And name sounds he, kind of Italian to me. I don't know if this guy's a British. Yeah. And he did. Um, he <laughs> was first... like, yeah, 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 Joe. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. His first controlled flight or was in, uh, or like said, there's a video of him making his first controlled flight in 1906. Um, but there are Europeans that like to claim that this was actually the first powered flight because he did it in front of a whole bunch of press and a whole bunch of fancy people watching him do it. It was more of a <laughs> yeah. media, media moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, oh, and also because the Wright brothers didn't like publish a lot of their stuff, didn't have a bunch of like photographs and fanfare of them doing their work when they were actually doing it. It wasn't actually known that they had made that flight until like it wasn't known like worldwide until i think like, right. a couple, couple of years after and so, so by the time yeah okay so and the so timeline. i don't even think that dumont had heard of their uh at least of their successful flight maybe by the time so he, he was making this flight. reproduced what they had failed to document and yeah to, like yeah. disseminate i guess but that's also exactly. like a really good that's some fantastic like wrinkle yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, it, it, it it is like that whole thing that we keep coming back to is like like you said like craig it's not just like shoulders of giants it's like i think like of the D D stuff like when we did the episodes about D D and how many like innovations were really just one guy like publishing it first or whatever versus like a lot of yeah. the innovations actually came around from like experiments at the table or whatever right and it's kind of the same thing like for all we know there were like dozens of these guys doing this and then you know like the rest just didn't make the cut or whatever or they didn't do it slightly sooner but like you know there are other inventions that happen like simultaneously yeah. calculus they say the world, was right? like actually developed in two separate places at the same time i think that's one of that's one yeah. of the inventions that's actually credited that's, with having just arose separately in two different places wow that's fantastic that's that good. is cool yeah that's good science that's yeah, in independent well, that's, verification or whatever. Yeah, it's I don't like know the, the power of like name is, but sort of like what when people are like, well, how do you know science isn't just another religion? It's like, well, it's like because like yeah, two people can produce the same results without ever having talked to each other. Yeah, it's like and it's like a method that you 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 can yeah. Go ahead, Craig. and that's but that's the exception. Like when the when the result that gets verified comes out, that's like the culmination of failure after failure after goddamn failure. And yeah. that's actually science. Yeah, which exactly. As like a religion, it doesn't make sense. It's yeah, not to, not to bag on religion here. I don't want to. Wanna... But people do. Sorry, but as like a or like a faith, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm what it, what say, differentiates like it from like sort of like other forms of knowledge that are less like rigorous and and about like sort of like producing these sort of results or whatever, right? And that's mm -hmm. just as akin oh, yeah. to people's making anything into science like using the word science doesn't make something scientific <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's great too because it's like that's how you know that like that's how you know something does or doesn't work it's like well yeah calculus was invented twice so uh it must be good and it lines know? up yeah, yeah like that is literally i yeah. think the definition of the scientific method and <laughs> being verified and yeah. that's the other thing too when you do when you have something that's like as groundbreaking as as like flight that everyone is going to kind of want to say that they were the first one to do it or be the first one to be involved with it. You also just have people coming out of the woodworks, maybe trying to discredit you. And so that's the other thing with the Wright brothers. They were the, 
like uh, Alberto Santos Dumont crowd was trying to discredit the right but like because they had to use like this catapult launcher to get it up to speed to like make the make the powered flight like even though it would fly for like a whole minute on its own after that which you can totally like there's no way the catapult's going to propel it like to fly for a whole minute right. um you do have people like arguing like oh it wasn't actually powered because like Dumont's plane he he like had the engine and the engine like drove it on the ground and gave it enough power to take off so they considered that a more authentic powered flight, but like that argument sure. doesn't really hold up today. If you already you know, out, yeah, if yeah, you already know how to drive on the ground, then I you're mean, just kind of tying it Catapult is a form of power, you know? Yeah, exactly. and it is. And like, look at aircraft carriers. Like, well, yeah, that's exactly. Today. That's how they like do it in, in the Navy now. So, yeah, yeah, so with, yeah. Those, with those jet slingshots, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, <laughs> like, around the time like you had copycats too or you had like fraudsters trying to claim like oh no i did this first you had this other guy named gustav whitehead um who who claimed to have made the first power play before the right the brothers evil gustav. and there yeah. there is there's like an article published uh before 1903 in which like two eyewitnesses gave an account in which they claimed to have saw this guy make a short flight that ended in a crash landing um, in this aircraft that he supposedly designed called the number 21. And for a while, this this claim like held, um, but then people started doing some digging and the claims appeared to be bogus because they like sought out the witnesses and then the witnesses were kind of just like, huh? And so like, they think that maybe <laughs> this guy paid like the witnesses to supposedly like say that story, but then he just got time them passed, drunk. He just got like, them super forgot. drunk to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw that guy. He's my best they, friend. Like, they sobered up. They're like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, I can't remember anything about that day. <laughs> and then you they're just so like, drunk. why would this guy just make one powered flight and then like give up and then not try and do it again? And so <laughs> they eventually like <laughs> tried to find his plane and they found his plane and it was just like, yeah, it looks like a plane, but mm, no, there's no way this thing would ever fly. Looks like a plane. <laughs> yeah. Smells like a plane. Oh, yeah. it does not taste like a plane. This isn't a plane, guys. <laughs> yeah. I also, I just do really like that it was three sets of brothers. And that's why I, I liked, liked it too. And I, it was like I a tried nice... to keep it hilarious. as brothers because it's like, yes, it was mostly Otto that did most of the work, but I, I like the idea of it being like, yeah. Well, even like the Montgolfier brothers. brothers or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, it's just and like a nice I almost did symmetry. them as the second banana, but I... I, I just there's more of a direct connection between the white brothers and yeah the, yeah totally no. so then well, the like the British guy and like that's that random Gustav dude like mm -hmm. come on like find a brother should have should have been back, brothers right? sorry yeah. should have had a brother that's that would have that would have gotten you ahead key, that's the edge the in this key game. ingredient yeah so true yeah yeah yes yeah. So, yeah that's the little this install. is a great a great second banana though a great like because I feel like you definitely yeah it's definitely the one of those like shoulders oh. of giants cases where you mm -hmm. don't you don't know who those shoulders belong to um but now you know a bit more well now you do because we told you yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's what yeah, we that's do here any other final Thanks. thoughts guys on the the three sets of brothers that invented flying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right now yeah. well uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Second Bananas. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at number two bananas pod. Uh, you can email us secondbananaspod at gmail.com. Uh, I am at stop Joe now on Instagram and at toad underscore rat on Twitter. Wes, where can they find rat. you? Um, you can find me. I am at W2Dubs. I guess. W underscore the number two underscore dubs 
uh that's at twitter and i am just west walcott on instagram and uh yeah i don't i that's a very complicated handle i like it yeah uh, two underscores is great w, and yeah it's a it's a real challenge but yeah uh craig where can people find you at the beach yeah oh, see you there I'm you gotta to go to analog to find craig if you can though um he technically has to give you all the money on him it's like leprechaun Fair. rules or something. Fair. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. So, thanks everyone for listening. Do your worst. Yeah, exactly. Do your worst. Come on. Do your worst. You, also, uh, you do have to fight Craig, and that's where it gets tricky because he. Okay. I'm a, I'm a squirrely he's, little yeah, fucker. He's wiry. <laughs> uh, so, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll have another episode coming out in a month, and uh, we'll see you all next time on Second Bananas. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye.